Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to the zoo and various locales, I guess, where uh, iguanas are, no, uh, ge- <laughs> what are they? Uh, geckos? So that was? Chameleons. There we go. Chameleons. Where chameleons uh, hang out. <laughs> um, although some of the pictures seem to not be a chameleon habitat where I would expect them. So who knows? But uh, in, we are going to do a double review today. Uh, this started out as a review of Coloretto, but then that led into Zuloretto, which um, is Coloretto first or is Zuloretto first? Col- Zoo- I, Coloretto was first. I have and no then, idea. I didn't actually do any of that type of research. <laughs> yeah. Well, according to Board Game Geek, Coloretto came out in 2003 and Zuloretto came out in 2007. Uh, Coloretto is a very fairly straightforward, simple game, um, and Zuloretto is that mechanism with a lot more stuff added to it. But well, not not a ton more stuff, but enough to make it more of a board game feel as opposed to like a card game feel. Um, these were both designed by Michael Schacht. Schott. Uh, it's a German name. I'm so bad with pronouncing German names. Michael Schott. And they were published by many publishers. Um, currently, I think Rio Grande, Ga- Rio Grande Games, Grande Games has the Coloretto license, and Z-Man has Zuloretto. Uh, Z-Man actually might have both currently, but anyway, published the, by many. Both, the versions publishers. I have are both Rio Grande, but okay. who knows? Then, yeah, who knows? I, who knows how that goes? Yeah, I don't even see Z-Men for Colorado. But anyway, um, most likely Rio Grande or Z-Men are going to be the ones. I know Z-Men has Zuloretto license as well, so who knows. But um, these are small games that are going to play well um, uniquely. And the reason why we did both is that uh, they're a little bit different in complexity. So Colorado is less complex, more straightforward, and Zuloretto is a little more complex. So... Because they're the same mechanism, it was sort of a nice to review two of them, so you can kind of have a choice of which one you might be leaning towards um, for purchasing, depending on what you're interested in playing. So let, without further ado, I guess we can get into how these play, and uh, then we'll talk a little bit more on how our thoughts of the games. All right, how to play them. I'm going to start with Coloretto, apparently, because it came first. Uh, all <laughs> right, so this... Uh, there's just a, a deck of cards, basically, is what you're going to have. In this deck are just a bunch of chameleon cards. Um, and depending on the number of players, you're going to take, you might be taking some out. If you're, if you're playing with two or three, you're either going to take out two of the colors or one of the colors, respectively. But if you're playing with any more than that, you will play with all seven of the different types of colors. And there are nine of each of the colors in there. So orange, blue, brown, yellow, purple, green, and red. Um, at the start of the game, each player is going to start with one of the colors, uh, so they can pick which one they want. So I would probably pick yellow just because I like yellow, but that really doesn't make a difference. Everyone just needs to start with one. In a two-player game, everyone will start with two colors and no duplicates. Um, you're going to take the remainder of those cards, uh, which also includes a couple of other cards. There are two jokers. If you have the Uh, 10th anniversary one I think it also includes a golden joker I'm not really sure if it's in the original one they from the rules I have they make it seem like this is something they added to it Uh, and then there are 10 plus two cards these are just they don't have a chameleon on they just have the number plus two on them and I will get to what that means later Uh, all the remaining cards are shuffled together 16 of them are dealt out and then we put a last round card on top of that so essentially it's 
cards that indicate this is indicating where in the game the last round will be. So once you hit that last round card, that is where the game's going to start to wind down. Uh, but the remainder of the cards are put on top of that. Then uh, there are a few other cards. There are the row cards. Now in a three to five person game, you're going to put out as many row cards as there are players. Uh, each of them have a little illustration of three cards indicating that the each row card can contain at most three of these cards that you will be drawing. Uh, in a two-player game, there are some green ones that are slightly different. There are three of them, one with one, one with two, and one with three cards illustrated on it. Uh, so it just kind of changes the game, makes it a bit more tight for two players. But the basic uh, aspects of the game is you will draw a card. Uh, well, actually, you have a choice of either drawing a card or taking one of the piles. But in the beginning of the game, since nothing has anything in it, you'll be drawing a card. Uh, when you draw a card, you then place it into one of those row card piles. Uh, you can never put it in a pile that can't take any more. So in the normal game, if it already has three cards in it, you can't add any more. It's already full up. Uh, but you can put it in any empty pile that is available. Now, if all the piles are full, you are not allowed to draw a card. You must take the other action of taking one of the piles. Uh, so essentially, when you draw these cards, what you're trying to do is distribute it in a way that is beneficial to you, but not so beneficial to others. And knowing how to do that is difficult, because what you want to do, in essence, is collect a lot of cards of the same color, but not cards of other colors. What colors? It's basically up to you. Uh, the way the game scores is, at the end of the game, once, once you get to the end, you will look at how many cards you have of each color. And three of those piles you will be scoring positively for, and the remainder of them you will be scoring negatively for. So chances are, whichever ones you have the most of, it's your choice which ones you score, uh, which way. Uh, the ones you have the most of you will score positively, the ones you have the least of you will end up scoring negatively. And there is a systematic way of doing that, uh, which if you have one of something, it is one point. If you have two of something, it's three points. If you have three of something, it's six points. If you have four, it's ten. Five, it's fifteen. And six, it's twelve. Any more than that, which is possible. There's nine of every color, and there are wilds. And you will you will still score twenty one points. So chances are, if you already have six of something, that's probably something you're going to score positively. If you have, say, your fourth largest pile and i think i did fourth largest yeah that makes sense i have to think backwards from the way i'm going uh is like blue and you have three of them that means you are going to score blue but in negative so three is uh six points so that means you will score negative six points um yeah so do, that that's that's bad so you kind of want to only get colors that you have lots of and avoid colors you don't have a lot of so that's kind of how you make your decision of where to put these in different piles so it's like ooh, I really want red I'll put that over here but if you put that red with that green someone else might already have red and green so they're like well I'll just take that right now and so you're gonna lose the pile that you were trying to get so tempting for someone else but you don't want to make it so untempting that you don't have a pile to take from later on uh, so that's it's just trying to find that balance uh, and that for the most part is the entire game other than again jokers are in there which means that you can add them to any pile at the end of the game the golden joker card is pretty much the same other than that when you take it you will draw one card from the top of the deck uh, the plus twos uh, don't uh, pile up all they do is they give you an additional plus two at the end of the game so if you have three plus two cards you have 
six additional points to add to the end of the game. They do not have the interesting pyramid-ish type scoring that the other ones do. Uh, and whoever has the most points uh, at the end of that wins the game. Uh, and that is Coloretto. Should I now just jump into Zularetto, do you think? <laughs> I've never done uh, a, might as, a double ticket. Might as well. Let's explain <laughs> right. the, the little bit of the difference between, so there's a All bit right. of a context. So obviously so, Coloretto is in cards, and you're doing this mechanism of trying to collect the colors you need, three colors, and, and, and as few of any other colors, if not no other colors that you can, is the plan here. Um, this is a similar structure where, except you're building a zoo. So there's now spots where the things that you collect instead of colors, it's animals, are going to go. So it's, this becomes more of a board game. But it's uh, just to think of Colorado, and then there's a few things added to it to make the few boards, I should say, added to the game that you're going to be playing with. Um, yeah. So anyway, you're building a zoo versus collecting colors for the sake of collecting colors. <laughs> yeah. So so in the in Zularetto, it's instead of cards, it's tiles, and the tiles now have animals on there, and they're different types of animals rather than different colors. Uh, so you're just trying to get a lot of the same type of animal because you, now you have fenced in. Um, I forget what they call them. Uh, Fenced-in areas, basically. There's a special word for that that's not coming to me, but who cares? Uh, and you can only fit so many animals in each area. One of them can hold six, one can hold five, one can hold four. Uh, and you have another one that you can build later on if you want, but it doesn't come pre-built for you. And essentially what you're trying to do is fill those areas as best you can without overflowing. And you also have a spot to put animals that can't. They're enclosures. That's it. I knew it began with an A. Uh, you also have a barn uh, that basically is your kind of your, your dummy pile, the pile where you didn't have an enclosure for something yet. Uh, and you're going to score negative points for those at the end of the game if you if you have them in there. Uh, the basic structure of the game is basically pretty simple. On your turn, you have a choice of now, instead of two actions, either uh, adding something to a truck now, instead of just piles, there are trucks that deliver these animals, uh, and uh, taking a truck, uh, you now have the other option of taking a money action. There's actually money in this game that allows you to do a few other things. I'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but uh, the only other special thing with taking things is now there are a certain cases where when you take animals, you'll get more animals than you took because some of the animals uh, are male and some are female. If you can match up a male and a female, they will give birth to another animal. So there's little uh other tokens off to the side so that you can add another one. So if we, I can get a, a male and a female elephant in the same enclosure, I get an extra elephant added to my pile. Uh, so you usually are trying to pay attention to that. That's an additional thing. Uh, the other thing is in the stack, other than animals, there are actually two other things. There are vending machines and there are is just tokens that have more money. So that's how you kind of get more money. The vending machines play a little part in the scoring. They're not hugely important. They just basically, you want to get different types of them to score two points for each type. And you also, if you don't think you're going to be filling up uh, one of your enclosures all the way, you can get points for those animals if you have a vending machine in that area, essentially. Uh, so that's basically all they do. Uh, but the other action, you can take those money actions. There are, and I don't have the reference with me, so I'm just going <laughs> to just guess here. There are, I think, five uh, money actions that you can take. One of the money actions <laughs> is spend a coin, and you get to move one animal from one location to another location. Uh, the other one is spend one coin to swap 
animals in locations. So you could say swap the one camel you have in an enclosure for the four animals that you have in your barn. You can just swap those out, and it's just one coin. Uh, the other thing you can do is uh, spend two coins, one of them which would go to the, the just the bank, the pool of, of coins, the other one to another player. Uh, and in doing so, you get to buy an animal from their barn so if they had an animal that they're like oh i don't didn't really want this or oh i hope to do something with this later you can nab that out from underneath them uh, and add it anywhere into your your zoo uh, the other one is you can spend two coins and i've completely forgotten what this is to do something i know there's another two coin action uh, uh, oh yeah you can spend two coins to get rid of an animal in your barn uh, so if you have something near the end of the game and you're like, oh, I don't want to have to get negative two points for this animal sitting in my barn because for every animal type that you have in your barn, you will lose two points. If you can get rid of that one stinking camel, you can spend two to just get rid of it. No one has to take it. Uh, and the last thing is you can spend three coins to add an enclosure uh, to your zoo. And, and in the regular game, without three or four or five players, you only have one uh, enclosure to add. In the two-player game, you have two enclosures that you could add total. So you can spend three coins to just add another enclosure and have more animals fill out in different spaces. Uh, the game again ends in a similar fashion. Once you get to the special stack that you reserved off of the side, I think it's 15 animals in the stack or 15 or 14, something like that. Once you start digging into that, the game's going to end after everyone has passed or t basically taken a truck uh, to fill their zoo. Uh, and the scoring, I've pretty much gone over that. It's it's a little bit different, though. Each enclosure, if you fill it all the way, you get the larger number written on the enclosure. Uh, if you get if you have it all but one of the spaces, you get the smaller number written on the enclosure. Uh, there are varying amounts, like 10, 8, 9 are the high ones, and then 5... Uh, and four points tend to be the lower ones. Uh, if you d weren't able to completely fill an area, uh, as I mentioned, if you have a vending machine area in that spot, you get one point per animal that you have in there. If you don't, you don't get anything for them. Uh, you get two points for every unique type of vending machine that you have in your entire park. Uh, and then, again, you lose two points for every animal in your barn, every type of animal that is in your barn. And whoever has the most points wins the game. And that, I'm pretty sure, is everything for both games. <laughs> All right. So that was a lot to get through for her rules explanation. But um, anyway, so these games are very straightforward to pick up. And once you start playing them, I think they're very accessible to anybody, especially Coloretto. Uh, Zuloretto adds the what it adds is um, I think probably a game that I would be more apt to play like it more in my wheelhouse, but I like Coloretto. I definitely wouldn't be against playing it um, if anyone brought it up and, and played it. The art on both is really nice. It's very kind of it's very colorful. Obviously, it's um, looks hand drawn art, and Coloretto specifically has just these really cool backgrounds that the chameleon is blending into of like fruit or flowers or bamboo. It's just, it, they're just good looking little games. Um, the Zularetta reminds me of another game in art style too. And I, don't, I can't remember if, I, if it's, it's kind of like Baron Park in style and also theme. Uh, but there's also, I mean, it kind of remembers me of Agricola a little bit <laughs> and just the board layout. <laughs> it is clearly opposite spectrum Mechanisms, from gameplay. No, but, but in <laughs> from, just the way it lays. From Agricola. But anyway, <laughs> it, it's a, yeah, it is a small board uh, or series of boards, I guess, with your um, uh, enclosures, expansions, you can add to the, your growing zoo. Um, 
that is uh, just, I don't know, well laid out. It's just, it's very clear. I think they did a good job with the design of it. Um, anyway, these were this was my first time playing these. These have been around for a while. If you've gamed for a while, you've probably heard of these games, if not played them. And uh, but I, I never had, and so this was a nice opportunity for me, at least, to play these for the first time. And I really, I really enjoyed both. I think, depending on what mood you're in, they can both be something to reach for. Colorado is probably more of a passive game, or has more opportunity to play passively, because um, you do need to pay attention to what your opponent is doing. But um, you also kind of have the luck of the draw on your side to to a degree. Um, Zularetto, I think it's more, a little more important to pay attention to what your opponent is doing because you're going to be kind of lobbying or jockeying for position on um, what animal types are coming out and which ones you should grab to fill your zoo. Obviously, you're going to kind of need to pay sort of loose attention to the counts and things like that. Nothing super intense, but just more than Coloretto. Yeah, and um, the other thing is you do you do need to pay attention of when to take those money actions because it's hard it's hard sure. to remember that those money actions is your entire action. So sometimes you want to use them to just delay. It's just like, well, I don't want to take a truck yet, but I don't want to pull something because if I pull something, I'm going to make something too sweet. So, you know, I'm going to take a money action and delay, defer a little bit, and force someone else to make that decision. But also, sometimes you need to time that money action in just the right spot so that you can buy an animal from somebody or so that you can make that enclosure i think the game that we played i i spent my money tokens in the the wrong way i think i <laughs> i should have saved my money and bought enclosure first i'm usually used to playing like the three four five player game i hadn't played a right. two-player game so i didn't really realize how much how important those extra enclosures were so i was stuck with like no money for a while uh, and i really <laughs> needed more room in my zoo so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, knowing when to take money actions and when to when to just keep pulling things from the bag is very important in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, there's a timing to it for sure. Um, do you have a preference that you play more often, or you prefer out of the others, or are they different enough that you kind of could take or leave or take either one? I've had Zularetta for a while, and I've only had Coloretto for the past two weeks, uh, just, just oh. for this thing. <laughs> so, right, so but, but I, I can definitely make my, – my, my stance on it is if I'm going to play one of the games, I will probably play Zularetto just because it, it's mm-hmm. a bit richer. There's a lot more decisions to make, as you kind of pointed out. But if I'm going to take something out, if I'm going to go to a bar, if I'm going to hang out with people and play something just, just to play, I'm definitely going to go with Colorado. It still has the same interesting mechanisms to go for it, but it fits in a smaller form factor. There's a lot less to explain. Uh, sometimes when I'm trying to explain the rules to Zularetto, getting all those money actions, and there are a few like edge cases that you have to like, well, actually, if you, you don't get the money from an enclosure, I didn't mention this, but if you fill some of the enclosures, you get money for doing that. Uh, it, but if you switch uh, animals in the enclosure... Uh, you don't get the money for that enclosure if you fill it during a swap action. So there's like all these little tiny niggly things that you have to kind of be careful for. Like, wait a minute, do animals reproduce while they're in the barn? And you have to keep track of, okay, but if you've already used a male, it won't redo his male stuff. Even though in the real world, males can have many progeny in this game. Males can have one progeny and one progeny alone. Uh, <laughs> right. So there's a lot more 
extra things that you need to kind of take care of and a lot more questions that are coming. Whereas with Coloretto, when you're playing it, there's very few questions, but most people kind of pick it up after like three or four rounds in a go. Whereas with Zularetto, there's going to be a lot more questions coming my way. So, uh, I, 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 again, the basics of it is if I'm playing something for a bit of meat, I'm playing Zularetto. If I'm playing something to take out and play pretty quickly, I'm going to go with Coloretto. Yeah. I, I'd see, I can see that. I, uh, I feel the same way. I mean, I playing not the, so. How big is the board layout of Zularetta? We we played virtually, and um, so obviously I don't know exactly how the layout is the, or how the, the box layout is. with with Zularetta, Um It's it's pretty big. Uh, if taking your your kind of nod to Agricola, if you've ever played Agricola, and most people have, the the player board that you have for Agricola is. I'd say about the size of the player board you have for Zularetta. Maybe a little bit bigger, plus you have okay. like the extra enclosure off to the side. So I'd say it's comparable. Uh, the one thing you're going to save space on compared to Agricola and Zularetta is there's no main center board, which in, in Agricola is the thing that's taking up most of the space. Uh, right. Whereas here, it's there is no center board. You're just pulling things from a bag and adding them to little trucks. Uh, which in my version, it's like wooden planks that have separated uh, sections on them. So that that's it. It doesn't take a, a lot of spot in the center, but it does take a lot of spot in front of you. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Game. So it is. I'm look. I just looked up some pictures, and they are pretty good sized boards. <laughs> so um, yeah, this is definitely harder to take out, I would say, but uh, uh, for size, but definitely I think gameplay works. Uh, all right. Well, fair fair enough. That makes sense. Then I I could see that difference yeah there. when um, when we originally suggested this you're like let's do zularetto i'm like uh maybe coloretto <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know why but i thought zularetto came in a much smaller box i i maybe i was thinking of i'd seen coloretto and i'm like zularetto can't be that different <laughs> i have no idea why but um uh maybe anyways. thinking of uh aquaretto which i think came out <laughs> a year after zularetto and I think it's a slightly smaller form factor, but you're now making, like, SeaWorld, I guess. <laughs> maybe. I didn't even know that existed. So maybe subconsciously I was inventing it. <laughs> um, Honestly, I don't think right. so. I don't think anyone subconsciously thinks of Aquaretto, to be, to be very clear. <laughs> well, then how did it get made? Um, all right, so let's get into like taking this out though. So obviously, like Alex just mentioned, the better option for taking out just because of size is Coloretto. Um, Zularetto, looking at and I'm looking at people playing it and kind of taking it out, uh, is going to be much more of a table presence. But I will say that the nice thing about it is the tiles are. Uh, pretty substantial in size, and they're like you know what, one inch by one inch, or a little bit more than that, maybe one and a, one and a quarter by one and a quarter. Um, and so, and even the coins are pretty chunky. So I feel like you're you are going to be using more table space, and so it might not be appropriate for all situations. But e when the stuff is out there, there are a lot of like tiny pieces that are going to easily roll off the table and get lost. So it is um, a very tactile. Uh, a big game for technique or for what am I trying to say? It's easy to grab the items and put them on your board and they don't not going to shift around that much or uh, be an issue of like falling or getting lost on the table. Um, all right. So let's do Colorado first taking this out. 
you are going to have just a few things really on the table that are going to be most likely in the middle, but you can situate them around kind of wherever you'd like. So first you're going to have your <clears throat> your deck, a draw deck of cards, and then you're going to have uh, an amount of locations where cards are going to be laid out. And depending on player count, it's going to be uh, between three and four, right? Four is the most of, obviously, there's no three and five because you get a five. Oh, three and five. Game. Okay. All right. So you're going to have like five columns at the most potentially where cards are going to be laid out, but those aren't going to be just huge stacks. They're going to be of a certain number. Uh, and, the, and a five player game, how big is the biggest stack? Uh, again, the biggest stack is going to be three because you can never have more than three in, in any oh, okay. game. So there's just more, there's several three stacks. Yes. Okay. So these stacks are just going to have three cards plus the card that uh, at the top of their column uh, showing what can be put in that column. Um, so it kind of, I don't know, there's there's a very easy way to kind of feather these to make it a much smaller table presence, and it, even having all those columns there. Um, so it's not it's not that bad. And honestly, they just need to, they don't need to necessarily be right in the middle of the table. They just need to be visible by all players. So players can choose one when it's their turn or add to one when it's their turn. Um, in front of you, you are going to have some growing stacks of colored cards as well. These can be uh, arranged however you want them, of course. But they're just, uh, let's see, I'd, I'd say like it's probably a fair bet, at least in the two-player games that we did, that uh, you're going to have like four, maybe five stacks because you're going to have col cards of colors. And then you're going to have bonus cards um, like a wild or a plus two points card at the end of the game. And you, you don't assign the wilds until the end of the game, and so those can kind of float uh, around. So they're kind of their own color stack. So, uh, But once again, as long as they're visible to everybody, because I feel like that's – is that part of the rules, do you know, or is that just sort of like a guideline that you should play as? I feel like it's uh – it's, it, I'm pretty sure it's part of the rules that you kind of know because that's that's kind of the way you play it. Just like in Zularetta, you kind of know what the other people have. Yeah. So you're kind of playing, all right, I don't want to give put this purple in there because I know they really want purple. And chances are if I put that there, they're just going to take that right away. So you, knowing what everybody's kind of vying for is the, uh, a critical part of the game. So, yeah. 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 Um, uh, oops. Sorry. Scrolled away here. Um all right, so then in front of you, um, that's just going to be a growing stack. And, I mean, if you're really good, you're only going to have, like, three-color stacks and uh, maybe some bonus cards. <laughs> but uh, most likely you're going to have uh, four or maybe five-color stacks coming your way. Uh, there is a scoring card. I don't think that really needs to be in front of you. I feel like, you know, as long as you know getting more than six colors in a stack doesn't do you any good, then you can kind of just have one on the table for reference at the end of the round or end of the excuse me end of the game. Um but uh, that's pretty much it. So Colorado is definitely a very viable game for taking out. It obviously is in a smaller box and uh, fits in a bag or maybe a big pocket. So it's really easy to get to the table, pop out on the table, and it just looks nice on the table. So it's a really great takeout game. Zularetto is more of a traditional size box, and uh, it uh, shows. <laughs> so obviously we talked about how there's just going to be bigger player boards in front of you. And that is nice. I say it's kind of nice having a board of size for... Um, uh, it could have definitely been a lot smaller, but there is definitely a kind of a satisfaction of having like a big board, a very clear, big, visible board to play with, especially when you're playing with different age groups. It's it's nice to have that. Um, but it's going to be harder to take out in every setting. So this is definitely going to need in front of you is going to be your zoo. And that is, I don't know what, like a foot by a foot, a little bit more, maybe 16 inches by 16 inches. A little, uh, probably not that much. 14 maybe. Uh, 
I'd say 14 by 14 sounds about right. Yeah. So it's, it's a little more than a foot by a foot square. Um, and uh, then you are going to have in the middle your trucks. And those are the similar thing where there's no more than three spaces in a truck, just depending on player counts. There's going to be – is there a similar thing with different player counts? Uh, yeah. For There's going to be yeah. as many trucks as there are players. And if you play a two-player game, you have three trucks where you fill in with – I was almost about to say dead animals, but just <laughs> oh my God. the blank sides of cards. That would be horrible <laughs> with dead animals. <laughs> Fill it in with dead animals. You can't fit horrible. anymore on there. Just kind of got to lug those dead animals around. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get those dead animals out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so you're going to have that. You're going to have a stack of animals that you're going to be uh, tiles that you're going to be drawing from. And then you're going to also have your uh, end game stack that you're also going to be drawing from, which is. Um, the same stack with just a little red disc on it to show that this is reserved for the end game uh, part of the game. So definitely more stuff on the table. So I, I would say this is more of a game for drinks and apps maybe, or, you know, once again, this does not pass the pizza test. It's going to be hard to eat a pizza around this game or play this game around a pizza. It would be more apt, I guess. So it feels more of a, uh, yeah, small food or drinks type of game, but the vibe of this game, I think, does lend itself to taking out. It's light enough um, that it f- allows for a lot of table talk, and it is uh, engaging enough where you can really – like, this is to me is a, is a nice niche of complexity and uh, good theme matching up with its structures. I it, may, it feels like you're making a zoo. A very simplified zoo, but it feels like you're collecting animals for a zoo in this game. And I always love it, games like that, that you're kind of putting things into different areas and organizing them um, like this. I love those dinosaur zoo games. <laughs> I love uh, Baron Park, uh, all those games. So this is a nice addition to that that uh, I really I really enjoyed. So vibe-wise, really great. Table space-wise, uh, not the best, but uh, in the right situation, I think it's a great takeout game. Anything else you want to add to that or your experiences in taking Zularetta out? Uh, I don't know if I've actually taken Zularetta out now that I think about it. Just because when I think about it, I'm just like, God, it's kind of a table hog. If you know where you're going, has kind of a little bit more meteor of tables, uh, which occasionally I know I'm going to, although I haven't gone to many of those places recently. Uh, I mean, I could probably fit it. Uh, so I can I can it it definitely has a good vibe for talking over and and uh, having good conversations because it's not it's not hugely intense brain active and you know you're you're kind of you can easily kind of take your mind away and have some chit chat uh, on the side of it so I it plays very well in that respect but you just kind of have to make sure it's like either the meal is done and you're having your coffee at this point in time or your dessert desserts. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it could play pretty well uh, if I took it out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Would your mom like it? Um, I would say, I don't know. I could see her liking Colorado, but I don't think it's got enough, like, um, ups and downs. Like, the ups and downs, the swings aren't as extreme as the games that that she likes. It's fun, but it's more of a kind of a mellow fun. Zularetto, I think, might be more interesting to her, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm totally out of my wheelhouse now. I don't know if your mom likes that type of game, um, those mechanisms. I don't think those mechanisms might be enough for her to be like, yeah, this is great. I'll play this again. But I could see her liking Zularetto. I could see her liking Zularetto. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, 
I think I may be on the opposite fence as you. I think I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure my mom would enjoy Colorado. This might be on the closer of the maybe yes, but I'm putting yeah. this one as a yes. I can definitely see you're liking it. I can definitely. It's less of a. Because there definitely are tense moments of, oh, I hope I flip over the color I want. I think the tense moments are more in the the person who flipped that card over didn't put it in the location I wanted them to put. So it's like it's like maybe she's thinking, I'm going to grab this pile, and then someone puts a red on the pile. And she's like, oh, why would you do that? So those, I think, are the moments that she's going to be looking forward to. Or the moments right. where it's just like, should I go for another one? And the next round you see, oh, the next one was a red. She should have, you should have, you should have drawn one more card off the pile. You could have risked it and gone for it and made, made buco bucks on that. So I think, yes, she would enjoy Colorado. Zuloretto, as I kind of point out with my rules explanation of how I kind of been tentative to to pop the game out, just because there's a lot of little niggly bits, I'm gonna have to say no. I don't think she she'd like it, just because she'd be like, "Wait, when can I move it? How does the swapping work? Uh, can I move the all of the? Can I just move all of the? No, you have to pay this. When am I gonna get the money? What do these vending machines do again? And I don't. There's too many questions for her to actually dig in and enjoy the game. So I'm going to say no on Zuloretto. But it, so it's a yes for me on Colorado and a no for me on Zuloretto. And by me, I mean my opinion of my mom uh, liking the game. So. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. That's uh, a district one. I don't think we've disagreed so directly on a game. So yeah, that, that, that's one pretty to, opposite polls for you and me. <laughs> yeah, interesting one to uh, to come to different size with. But um, all right, guys. Well, these are both good uh, recommend recommends. I, I like both of them. I thought they were good games. Um, Zularetto kind of fits more in my wheelhouse of games that I I would choose. But I definitely, like I said, would I thought Colorado was a solid mechanism and an engaging game to play. Um, it looks really nice on the table. And uh, works really well. So, you know, up to you to kind of choose which one might be right for you to try. Or try both. Um, <laughs> you, despite being older games, you can still get these fairly easily. I see them around all the time, uh, especially in, like, uh, uh, you know, sort of the bargain bins. They're just, they just made a lot of them, and they've been around a long time. And they're still solid games, so you can get them pretty easy. So check them out. Yeah. All right, everybody. I, uh, I My streak of bad... Uh, not getting slogans <laughs> continues as as usual, but uh, I will try sometime in the future. I've kind of come up with them last minute, <laughs> which are usually excuses. No, but, uh, I've come up with them last minute for you. I'm just like <laughs> well, you've that t- thing. You've that told thing me that I you have. said three times. <laughs> yeah, you've told me that I have. So really, you're uh, what saying I, what it's, I've done. It's my fault. I have no idea what. You're... <laughs> <laughs> so the, your your catchphrase is now it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right it is my fault and i apologize and i will do better that, that's a that's a that's sort of a catchphrase of my life sometimes yeah. <laughs> but i'm going to apply it to this game uh, show that we do uh, anyway everybody thank you for listening you can of course get a hold of us on twitter or uh i was gonna say i can get a hold of us at chits and chat on twitter uh you can get a hold of us on twitter and instagram at chits and chat or you can go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, scroll down to the Chits and Chat page, and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we hope everyone is getting some game time in he- uh, when they can. Uh, me in Colorado right now, I've been doing a lot more of it, even though I was doing a lot before, because we've had these wildfires in every state around us and in our state. And it's just, despite COVID, it's even more claustrophobic because the air quality has been horrible the last week. And so uh, you don't even want to go outside even when you can go outside. So, uh, yeah, why not stay inside and play a game and forget about it? Uh, 
So I hope you all are also getting gameplays in. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you all for listening. We will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.